you need to really love what you are doing. And if you love what you're doing, it doesn't seem like work at all. And we are live. This is Vandal Biz Talks. Welcome back, everybody, to another Vandal Biz Talks podcast. I am your host, Zane Hunter. Alongside me, my co-host, Ryan Collins, and faculty host, Eric Larson. Ryan, how are you doing today? Doing phenomenal. How are you? Phenomenal. I am I am doing very well. You know, one day at a time. Yeah. Eric, how are you? I am excited about this podcast and excited to have uh, Professor uh, Mike McCullough join us today. So, Professor McCullough, can we start off with just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I've been a faculty member here at the University of Idaho since 1995. Came here after I got my Ph.D. at Texas A&M, so I'm an Aggie. And I had worked professionally in retail for about eight years before that. And uh, before that, got my undergraduate and my MBA at The Ohio State (laughs) University. And I grew up in Columbus, and my father was a faculty member of the Department of Accounting at Ohio State. And his dad was actually a professor, so I'm a third-generation professor. It's kind of the family business. In the family, I like it. In talking about The Ohio State, uh, very similar to The University of Idaho, um, tell me a little bit, uh, you know, that we have more mountains here and less clouds. Yeah. Um, my house is up on the shoulder of Moscow Mountains on a clear day. I can see 120 miles. And I must say, there was no place in Columbus, no matter how tall that building was, that you could see 120 miles. <laughs> so I love it out here. Love Moscow. Moscow is a great town. It's kind of the perfect quintessential college town, I think. And and I think a lot of people think it's a small town that's boring, but um, there's a lot to do here. So having you on here, you know, we want to talk about uh, marketing, of course, but I'd really like to talk about your your baby, and I have no other good word for it, but Vandal Solutions. And if you wouldn't mind just talking about what is Vandal Solutions, how'd you come up with Vandal Solutions, and yeah, I- everything that we could think about. So Vandal Solutions is a student-run business here, and it operates on what we call our win-win-win model. And our first win is that our clients get great products, often products that aren't available in the local area at a great price. And they do pay us for those, but we do a good job. Our satisfaction is guaranteed. Then the second win is the students in Vandal Solutions get real-world experience. They take what they've learned in the classes and they apply it here. And that's pretty important because my goal is that not just the students in Vandal Solutions will get a job, they'll get a good job. They get the job that they want. In fact, we just had a bunch of recruiters in for virtual career fair. And a fair number of them were alumni of Vandal Solutions, and those that weren't talked about how they look for Vandal Solutions on the student resume. So my goal is to help those students differentiate themselves when they go on the job market, and they can have not just the education classroom experience, but they can actually have some practical real-world job experience. And when they're in that interview, they can talk about not just what they learned, but how they applied that. And they can talk about we had sales goals and maybe we encountered some difficulties with the goals and what we did. And when we were listening to the recruiters that were from Fandle Solutions the other night, it was clear from listening to them that even though they're out in the professional world, they still think back to things that they learned in Vandal Solutions. And every student learns something a little bit different depending on that student, depending on the clients and projects that we have that semester. And then the final one, the third win, is that we pay them in credit hours. 
So we take about 75% of our revenues to the bottom line after we pay our expenses, and we give that back to the student body to do things like club activities, field trips, and most recently we put $45,000 into a remodel of the basement. And generally speaking, we put money into things that are important to the students, that the students want, and the administration always says, well, that's a great idea, but we don't have the money. And the basement is a great example of that. It had been not a very attractive space that was not very conducive to socializing or studying since we opened the building. And the administration knew that, but it was just never a financial priority. And when the students stepped forward and said they'd put 45000 into that, well, that meant our other donors said, if it's that important to the students, it's that important to me. So I don't know. I think at the end of the day, we probably put about half a million into that basement, right? I think that is right on the button. And a couple of things I would, I would uh, echo. One of the students who I think approached you originally was a student that came to me and said, hey, Larson, when you're doing... Uh, uh, tours of the building it's embarrassing when you finish off down here can you stop that and uh, and then just to correct Professor McCullough on this we no longer call it the basement now we <laughs> call it the student level <laughs> indeed because it really is truly for the students and one of the neat things about that project I also remember is that uh, our business students worked with some of the interior design students to come up with how they wanted it to look and feel and how to make it most conducive for you know, student life. Would you mind giving examples of some other projects that you can remember that were near and dear to your heart or just kind of some cool things that were accomplished? Because there's a lot, uh, and, the, and certainly our student level is one of them. But I'd love to hear some, some of the more, even some of the smaller or simpler ones, because I know there's a lot of businesses that can't afford to necessarily bring in the expertise and and through the years, your students have done that for them. Yeah, we've done a lot of projects. We've done market research projects for various clients. We regularly do mystery or secret shops where you go into a service establishment and observe their service quality. And one thing I like about that for the students is it teaches them the old expression that retail is detail, and it truly is. And so they'll notice the things that as customers we don't notice, but as managers they need to. So they'll notice that the doors of the of the the glass doors are clean that the floor is free of litter the tables have been bussed now we as customers won't notice that only if they haven't been done but as a future manager they need to not just see what hasn't been done they need to see what was done well and go find that person who did it and say great job so we do those kind of projects um we often work with local clients on marketing plans, business plans. I was the entrepreneurship director for a while and um, really enjoyed those projects, those student projects. And over the years, we've launched a number of those projects. And then, of course, we have a really great format for the um, pitch contest. Do you mind uh, talking? Do you mind pitching the pitch? I, no, I know that I'll pitch that we, pitch. Yeah, <laughs> I know that you used to do that quite a bit in the past, and that, that is another one of our signature programs that I think we have in the college. Um, but love to hear your perspective on the pitch. Every other pitch I've ever been a part of or seen at any other institution, one member of a team will stand up in front of a auditorium, sometimes it's only half full, and they'll deliver a memorized two to five minute pitch. And it's painful. Um, sometimes that's a tough thing to do and it's high stress. Sometimes they'll fumble it and um, I've actually watched students in those environments go off stage um, in tears or near tears. 
And, um, you know, it just reminded me too much of like a third grade piano recital. <laughs> and I thought there's got to be a better way to do that. And the reality is, how do you usually pitch? You usually pitch at a reception. And you go around and you talk to people. So that's what we do here. We have the entire team go around. We have a large reception. We put out food and <laughs> beverages. And they go around and they pitch. We invite judges in that are um, largely people in the entrepreneurship world, venture capitalists, um, some faculty, some administration from the university, and they go and pitch. And if those judges like their pitch, they give them a card. If they really like it, they kind of initial it so they get a few more points. Then we add up all the points at the end of the event, and who has the most points wins. And there's a couple of things I like about that. One, it gets the entire team out there working the room. Two, work in a room is actually a life skill, and it's a lot harder than it looks. And so it gets people out of their comfort zone. And then three, it's the essence of education, because as they're pitching, they'll get feedback from the judges. And we know from tracking their performance, because we've published articles on it, that their pitches will get steadily better as the night goes on, because they get the feedback, they incorporate it into the next pitch, they incorporate that feedback into the next pitch. And that's really the, the whole point of education. Rather than having one member of the team stand up and deliver a memorized pitch, having the whole team out there getting feedback and using that to improve their pitch. And a pitch is something we all do, you know, every aspect of our life. I'm, I'm pitching Vandal Solutions right now in the <laughs> University of Idaho. So I hope I'm doing a pretty good, pretty good job. Give me a card if I am. <laughs> I think you'll definitely get a few cards. And, and I would say... With my own experience working with Vandal Solutions, uh, it feels like I get mini pitches, right? So when we have a project idea, your students do a, a, an amazing job of not only pitching it, but then fleshing it out. I, I, I hate to call them a contract, but an outline might be a better terminology of, you know, figuring out what this is going to take. And, and it's a great process for students to get a good understanding of how business works in the real world. Yeah, I am... Um I came from industry, and I loved, I loved retail. Frankly, I loved it a lot. And um, I like Vandal Solutions because it allows me to reconnect with the actual doing of it. And there's nothing quite like seeing a student that we've worked on their sales pitch with a client, and we've talked about what might work with that client and what the fallback is if the client tells them no. And then hearing back from that student that, uh, that they got the sale. And I think in Vandal Solutions, when the students get the validation of the external client, I think for most of my students, that's more valuable than getting an A on an exam. The verdict of the marketplace, if you're a marketer, the verdict of the marketplace is what really speaks to you. And if you're in business, you're usually motivated by results. And so that's the other thing I kind of like about Vandal Solutions is it's not always our perfect four-point students. It's generally our high twos, low threes, mid threes, but they've got that balance and they've got that interest that goes simply beyond memorizing the textbook and nailing that exam. They really want to get out there and perform. I am. Um, I think about in life we have kind of three main spheres, right? We have having fun, we have work, and then we have learning. And when my son was very young, I took him down to the dunes on the Snake River and brought him back, and he was covered in sand, and I put him in the tub. And the next day, when I went to put him in the tub, all that sand was still there. So I went to clean the tub before I put him in. He's like, you know, at that point, four. 
And of course, he wanted to help me clean that tub. He wanted to see the scrubbing bubbles, right? And I'm literally hanging on to the backside of him so he can reach inside that tub. Now, for my four-year-old, there was no difference between working, which is what cleaning a tub is, and having fun, which is what he was doing, and learning, because he was learning how to clean a tub. And by the time I get students, they usually have separated those into three separate spheres of life, you know? And I often get business students, I'm like, why are you a business student? Well, business students make the most money, and I want to make a lot of money so that I can have the, the toys that I want to have fun. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just not going to work, you know? You need to really love what you are doing, and if you love what you're doing, it doesn't seem like work at all. And in, in a good job, you'll learn in every day. And that's what Vandal Solutions is. Those students in there are working. They are learning. But we're having a lot of fun. And, and if we stop having fun in that class, occasionally we'll stop and say, we're not having fun. What can we do to have a little bit more fun? What can we do to work on our culture? Because it's not just all about that numbers. So, you know, I got a perfect job, right? Because I'm paid to learn because research is a large part of my job. And that's what I have a lot of fun doing. And I think that in the ideal world is one of the things we teach our students. When they leave here, find that job that they love doing, that they have fun doing, and that they're paid to do it. Because otherwise, man, you're going to earn every single penny. Yeah, yeah I, I often equate love to purpose because sitting here with two college co-host students you know, they don't always understand love, so if we just say purpose, it makes it easier for them to <laughs> digest the, those that terminology. Yeah, that's a big word. The L word, the love. L, the L word, yeah. love, is a big word. That's commitment. <laughs> <laughs> commitment. There's the other word, uh, Professor McCullough. You know, you're also uh, a faculty member in one of the largest majors, you know, on campus. Like it's pretty robust. You know, in our college, there's lots of different opportunities. I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind just taking a couple minutes to talk to us about the different opportunities that we offer in marketing. Yeah, marketing is very, very broad. It's our largest major, and marketing attracts a lot of students. It, broadly speaking, can be quantitative, numbers-oriented about the, the research, the analytics, but also have a, a tremendous creative side to it and um, designing that great creative advertising campaign or promotional campaign. So... It literally attracts students across that spectrum. And um, if you're a good marketer, you'll always be able to find a job. There's always that. And, um, you know, it's kind of a fun major, I think. You know, a lot of students blossom in marketing. Um, it's not something they often have in high school, or if they do, it's not done well. And so when you get to college, you can kind of pick what you want to do. And so students, as they find what they want to do, they often blossom. That was kind of the case with me, you know. Probably didn't have a high school GPA I should brag about. But when I got to college, I got to pick what I wanted to do, and I started to do a lot better. So that's one of the great things about college. I think sometimes high school students miss that, that they think college is just more of what they've had in K-12. through And a good college experience isn't. A good college experience allows you to do what you really want to do. There's always going to be some classes maybe you don't want, there are prereqs, but nevertheless, a lot of people blossom when they get to college because they can do and study what they want to do, not what somebody tells them to do. Why else do I like marketing, you know? It, it is the fun major. I was initially an accounting major. My dad had been an accountant, and um, 
My brother had been an accountant before me. And I got into accounting, and I did really, really well initially, and everybody was like, chip off the old block. But the farther I got into it, the less and less I liked it. And um, I've never been really good at grammar. <laughs> and um, it became like grammar. And I would say to the professor, this rule makes no sense. And he would say to me, of course it makes no sense. It's based on the tax code, and everybody knows the tax code makes no sense. <laughs> so let's memorize it and move on, shall we? And it just I just started to, to not like it at all. And I would often study at my dad's house um, because he could help me out maybe. And he looked at me one night as I was studying, and he said, you know, this stuff isn't so bad unless you don't like it. And then it's really bad. And um, not too long after that, I switched over to marketing, and I kind of knew I was home. It just just worked a lot better for me. I think I think that that is a beautiful illustration of how a lot of business majors discover where their home is. You know, not to say there's anything wrong with accounting. Some people absolutely are attracted to it. They enjoy it. They can't imagine doing any other area of business. And I tell students that if you know you want to do business, just come here, explore. You're going to take the right class, the right faculty member, and then it's all going to start what I call clicking. And once it clicks for you and you know that you're home, then life becomes much more enjoyable. Um, but I want to make sure that we're not saying accounting is bad. We're just saying that not everybody enjoys accounting as mm -hmm. much as some other people do. And, and, you know, I've used every bit of that accounting. I used it professionally that I learned. I had almost enough hours to sit for the CPA at the time. And in the retail class, we spend two weeks going through the numbers because if you want to understand retail, you need to understand how retailers count, how they do their margins, their turnovers, their stock plans, and their receipt plans. And frankly, don't tell the accountants I'm really proud that a lot of students will tell me afterwards that was like the best two weeks of accounting I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell them that. Uh, well, is there any questions that I have from our co-hosts here? Yeah, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, um, talking about kind of like networking and running the room. We're talking about pitching. Um, I've been a big uh, proponent of networking and how it's it's not just getting the grades and then you get a job right out of college. You really got to network. Can you talk a little about how important networking is? Sure. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people think networking is somehow gives you an unfair advantage. And um there is a little bit of that, right? You know, it's not so much what you know, but who you know, kind of like. But I think it's more than that. I think networking is the ability to find connections among people. And a network implies that it's more than just you and one other person. That's not truly a network. Network implies that it's you and a bunch of other people. And, and finding those connections and building those connections, building those relationships. So... People don't like networking as an expression or a term. I say, well, it's relationship building, and everything in life is a relationship, whether it's business or, um, you know, your your family relationship. I think networking is absolutely critical. And I think one thing about the University of Idaho is the really strong residential campus experience. Many of our students are in the, in the Greek system or um, through their other living groups maybe through intramurals and club activities, maybe even just where they're working part-time. And I think that's a critical aspect of the residential campus experience. And the students that are in these extended networks 
really have an opportunity to grow within that. And we know from talking to the recruiters that um, they look to see if they've had those responsibilities, if they've had an officer position in their club or in their living group or in an intramural club or if they had responsibilities in that part-time job that they had. And I think that adds a little something to the University of Idaho. It's not easy to get here. You know, we're, we're remote. Uh, old department head told me nobody ever got to Moscow by accident. They had to set out to come here. <laughs> and uh, that's really true. And that's true. I want to finish off today's uh, podcast by asking one final question. If there was one marketing class that you believe that every single student should have to take, which one would it be? They should take the class they're passionate about. You know, I teach retail. I'm passionate about that. And you, boy, you really want a professor teaching a class that's passionate about it because if, if they're not, you'll suffer because they're going to not be into it and you're not going to be into it. So I don't think there's any one class I would say to a student you need to take. I sometimes have a graduating senior and they just need another three hours to graduate. And they're like, what should I take? And I'm like, well, is there anything that you've always looked at the catalog and thought, you know, I would love to take that, but it just never fit. Now's the time to do that, because education is really a journey. In fact, we were joking about that the other day in Vento Solutions. We were Zooming, waiting for the class to get going, and I was talking with the president, and he um, he's in a similar situation. And I said, well, I don't know, you know, like, take history of rock and roll. And his, he just brightened up, and he said, you know, I'm like one of five guys in my house that are still into classic rock, and my mom was actually in a rock band. And I'm taking her to a classic rock concert this summer. I'm going to take that class, you know? You know? Find find your passion. Find your passion. And just for clarity, that's not the President of the United States or the university. That was the President, president for of Vandal, Vandal Solutions. Solutions. That was the President for, yes, we have a full slate of officers. We do have a full <laughs> slate. Well, Professor Michael Cola, thank you so much. This was a great podcast, and we appreciate having you on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, y'all. If you liked any of the content talked about on this podcast today, please give us a like and a follow at Vandal Biz Talks on all platforms. Zane, play us out.